Welcome back to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast, episode 19, Garden Update, Transitioning to a Fall Garden. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to easily make the transition between a summer garden to a fall garden, some of the things you have to think about when you have some overlapping times and you're using some of the same garden beds for one garden versus the other. Um, also kind of giving you a little bit of an update on where we at with our chickens and some other homestead projects that we have going on right now. So let's get started. You're listening to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. My name is Stephanie, and I'm a wife, mother of three, and the creator of the blog, Winging It on the Homestead, where I help modern mothers incorporate simple living and self-sufficiency skills and knowledge into their busy lives. My goal is to help you refocus your life towards what really matters, your family, as well as boost your confidence so you can start being more self-reliant and decrease your dependence on stores and commercial products. Join me as I share with you my appreciation for creating a homemade and homegrown life through gardening, food preservation, cooking from scratch, making your own products, all while keeping it all practical, intentional, and realistic. Hi guys, in this episode, we are gonna be talking a little bit about what we have going on in our garden. So just kind of like a garden update. Uh, We are at the end of August, beginning of September, and we are pretty much putting to bed our summer garden and getting ready for our fall garden. I'm also gonna talk a little bit about our chicken coop and some improvements and upgrades we've made to it since we started this chicken adventure in April. Um, so I'm going to be talking about that. And so this is just kind of a little garden update for you today. If I'm being honest with you right now, uh, at this time of year, I'm usually pretty burned out when it comes to the garden. And I think that's why typically, uh, many years I went without even, even considering a fall garden. But over the last couple years, uh, I really have become um, aware of how beneficial a fall garden can be and how actually nice it is to put in a fall garden because you can actually get so much more harvest. So right now at our house, we have um, a lot of plants that are kind of put uh, to bed, right? So our tomatoes are definitely winding down. In fact, I'll get to the tomatoes in a minute, but we also have a watermelon plant that is winding down. Our peppers are winding down. Um, we've already harvested several weeks ago our zucchini, our squash, um, our cucumbers were done. So we now really have a bear garden. Also, a couple weeks ago, we started some seedlings. And my plan is to get some of those uh, cooler crops into the ground, probably this week. So I have some seedlings for green beans and peas that have started that have been hardening off and are probably ready. They're looking pretty good, I must say. I'm excited about this. But they're they're going to be put in the ground probably this week or next week. Um, I have to kind of get on the ball with that because I want to do some trellising. So I have to, it's going to be a little bit of a process. We also started some seeds like cabbage and broccoli, but um, I our seeds never germinated. And I can tell you why. We actually planted them um, a couple weeks ago and they never germinated. And I know that it's because I forgot about my seed packets and they stayed in my car for maybe about a week in the hot sun and they defi- the heat definitely killed them. Um, so I'm trying to figure out if I have enough time to restart them or not. So I'm going to try and see about that. But I'm also going to get into the garden this week and plant some carrots, beets, radishes, and onions. 
So those four plants are really great for a fall garden. And if you haven't checked out a previous episode about what plants are really great to plant in August for fall garden, check that out because there are a wide variety of things you can plant now. So I'm going to do my roots, vegetables um, in the ground, directly in the ground in the next week. I'm going to transplant my seedlings for my beans and my peas in the, in the upcoming week. And I'm going to see if I have any time left to do my cabbage, to, to do a harvest of cabbage and broccoli. We'll see on that. But uh, the way that I made this work is my tomatoes would typically overlap with a fall garden. So we actually don't get a, we get a pretty late harvest on our tomatoes. Our tomatoes don't actually start coming in to harvest until like the beginning of August. And then we have a few weeks of having tomatoes. Now I have experienced varying degrees of success with tomatoes. Uh, a couple, you know, sometimes I've had a really great harvest. Other years, I've had a really awful harvest. Honestly, it depends on two things for me. It depends on the kind of rain we get, how much rain we get, and it also depends on whether the deer find my garden or not. So this year, we had um, periods of heavy rains followed by periods of really hot temperatures. And if I don't keep on top of the watering during those hot temperatures, then I have some e uneven watering. And what you'll find with that is you'll find that your tomatoes will start to split. If you've ever seen a tomato that is ripe and it has a split down the center, um, or it almost looks like a bust open, that's typically, there's a couple different things that can cause that, but typically for me, it's from uh, uneven watering. So when you get blasts of rain and then a lot of heat, I tend to get splits. So what I did this year um, was I harvested all of my tomatoes at once my plants weren't looking that great anyways, and the t deer did find them. So I wasn't sure how much more at that point we were actually going to get. So I decided to harvest them when they were still green, which is fine. They're just smaller size, but what I'll do with them is I'll bring them inside and I'll let them ripen inside. A couple ways you can do this. You can just let them sit on your countertop, but I like to put them all in a brown paper bag and they ripen a lot faster that way and a lot more like evenly. So that's what I've done. So I let them ripen inside and then I'm going to be canning them and everything. So I'll throw them in the freezer. And when I have a chance to actually can the tomatoes, I'll do that. But that is why I've decided to harvest this year, all of my green tomatoes. So I've done that. And so now that's also opened up my beds because I can kind of get rid of the tomatoes. I've opened up my beds for my fall garden. So that is why I did that this year. It's really the first year I've done it, um, but it's a result of many years of having an unsuccessful tomato harvest. So the other thing that I'm gonna be doing for next year is making sure that this garden has a fence to keep those deer out. It's really, really necessary because what ends up happening, they don't hit until mid-August and then I've already have well-established plants that are looking great and wonderful and then the deer come and find them and <laughs> eat all of my stuff. So that can definitely be discouraging. So as far as a fall garden, one of the things that you might struggle with or challenge you might face is having overlapping time. So you may want to get fall plants into the ground before your summer plants are finished. So this will require some planning early in the season when you're planting spring crops and then your summer crops and then planning for your winter crops. There are plants that once you hit maybe July have stopped 
producing so you can remove those out and you can swap in your fall plants at that point um, we have a really late harvest on our cucumbers and our peppers and our tomatoes so i have to make sure that they're not in a place that i'm going to then want to transition to a fall garden just kind of takes some planning um, and it also takes just experience with understanding your growing zones and understanding what is a you know like cooler weather crop versus a summer crop and when things actually come into harvest the only way i know this is from experience and from knowing my grounds and my soil and my temperature and my growing zone so those are important things so like i said i think i think gardening is just a lifelong learning process and you're always getting acclimated to your environment and you're always learning something new and adjusting your ways and uh, problem solving. So just keep that in mind. Um, what we also have going on this year is we are, had our chickens. If you listen to some past episodes, you know that we got chickens this year. And we are currently in the process of extending our uh, chicken run. Now, if you're not familiar with chickens, the chicken run is kind of usually see them as a larger fenced in area where the chickens have free range to roam, um, not free range chickens, meaning there's absolutely no barriers or whatever, but they have a little bit more extra room to scratch and peck and explore. And we are expanding that. That has been kind of a project as well. My husband is handy at all things. Um, he can fix just about anything, which is why we were able to uh, problem solve and figure this out ultimately, but we don't have experience in fencing. We've just never really put up any fencing. So this was a, definitely a learning uh, experience. We had a little bit of a learning curve, but I think we learned a lot um, in what kind of materials to buy, as well as how to work with chicken, chicken wire or chicken fencing or cattle panels and all that stuff because we had no idea going into this. So like I said, we now have um, a little bit of skill around fencing and we can apply it much easier now uh, going forward. Another thing that we can expect in August is for some of my other plants to start coming in season. For example, we have this one bush, it's called a beauty berry bush. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with that, it is a really pretty um, green bush that will produce beautiful vibrant purple berries um, the berries aren't very flavorful on their own but what you can do is you can collect them and it's like little tiny balls like i don't even know how to describe how big they are they're very tiny and when you collect them and harvest them you can i'm not sure what all there is to make with them but i have made what's called a beauty berry jelly in the past and it is a very unique flavor it's sweet I can't even describe it honestly so if you have a beauty berry bush usually they're they just uh, kind of sit there you don't really do much with them that like I said the berries themselves don't taste very good um, so maybe you just sit there and enjoy how pretty they are but you can actually make a pretty tasty jelly so they usually come in about end of August beginning of September and so I'm expecting those and I'm going to be making a batch of jelly this year I made a I made some a couple years ago and there's a blog post on my blog about how to make the jelly really really simple recipe so that is something I'm looking forward to this time of year as well 
All right, guys, so thanks for joining me for just a little garden update, transitioning my summer garden into my fall garden and some other things that we have going on right now. Um, so thanks for joining me, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. I have a brand new guide out that is just perfect for this time of year. The Ultimate Fruit and Vegetable Seasonal Guide is now available, and you can grab it for free at www.savemyveggies.com. If you are like me, you have thrown away produce that you just never got a chance to use. I used to do this all the time. Especially this time of year, as my harvest starts coming in, it can be difficult to properly store everything and make sure I either preserve it in time or use it up. That's why I created this guide. This guide has everything you need to stop wasting fruits and vegetables that you either grow yourself or purchase at the store. Learn how to properly store 25 plus fruits and vegetables to help them stay fresher longer. This guide also includes a month-by-month seasonal timeline so you know when to stock up on inexpensive and high-quality fruits and vegetables to save you time and money. Again, you can grab that free guide at www.savemyveggies.com. As always, if you have any questions, want gardening advice, or have a topic suggestion for the podcast, please email me at info at